Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo yo ho yo We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are talking about Below Deck Mediterranean Season 7, Episode, what did we say, 15, 16? 16. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just too much. (laughs) And they called it Clash Landing. Yes. And normally we decide ahead of time what our title is going to be. Jen, you normally have much more inspiration in this realm than I do. So have at it. Okay. I have two. It was difficult to come up with one, to be honest, because I wasn't super inspired. But we've got the docked boat blues, or we've got the harder they fall. I mean, sure. Whichever one you want, because I am so uninspired and so annoyed and so tired of this damn season that I don't even care anymore. I have not expelled the brain energy to try to think of an alternate title because that's how little I care. Okay. We'll go with the harder they fall. Yes. Okay. Because I feel like, yeah, <laughs> would be really hard to put into words. Yeah. A P, an F, a B, a T, something in there. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, this is going to be easier for you to put a title to. Yeah. Yours is definitely easier. <laughs> All right. And here is Jen for your rapid recap. Reed tries and fails to mediate the Nat and Kyle conflict. Nat and Storm head back to the boat when the fighting carries over to the bar. Dave shoots his shot again with Tosh and she shuts him down via text. The interior finally has a meeting to air out their grievances. The guests are yacht owners with a yacht broker daughter and they're not happy about staying at the dock. Storm and Courtney take the tender to scout a spot for water sports, but the swells are too high. Storm organizes a shore excursion to a fort to occupy the guests. At dinner, charter guest Lila keeps egging her dad on to complain. Sandy notices the tension between Dave and Tosh and says she's going to keep her eye on it. And the show ends with Kyle sprawled on the pantry floor after falling down the stairs. And that's your rapid recap. Joy. Hyper rapid. (laughs) There was that little to talk about. I mean, you could have just summed it up by the interior fought the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, they finally get the Natalia and Kyle thing squashed and then Dave and Tosh are at it. There just wasn't a lot to pull from on this. They're unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're just not likable humans. And Mm -hmm. 
that's saying a lot because you really haven't had much of anything bad to say about Sandy. Mm-hmm. No. It says a lot. She's been great this whole time, even to the point this time with the guests, bringing them in. I mean, she didn't bring Lila in. Lila just showed up. But to show her the swells and to explain what's going on, thinking she would understand. That's laughable. Yeah, it obviously didn't register. This girl got on my nerves so bad. And I feel kind of awful (laughs) making fun of a 21-year-old. She's younger than my kids. So I really don't want to do that. But she was so annoying through the whole thing. It's like, look, I'm a yacht broker. I know words like beam. Good for you. you know? So I haven't unfortunately had the time to like do any research on this, mm-hmm. but I do actually want to call some of my yacht broker friends and see if they've ever even heard of her. Yeah. It's one of those things where to me, it's the C version of a realtor. You have these really well-known realtors that do amazing things. And then you have a whole bunch of people who basically have their parents connections. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's what I, I feel know what like this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like just about everybody in Miami is a real estate broker and mm-hmm. just about everybody who works on yachts either starts a crew agency or ends up becoming a yacht broker. It's kind of a running joke, yeah. but she didn't even do that. And it's a valid job. I'm not dismissing the job. The no, job is no, no. necessary. And we have yacht broker friends. I'm friends with them through you, obviously. But we know people and it is a valid industry. I'm just saying it can go to the yacht broker in name only. <laughs> a bino, I guess. <laughs> she was hard to swallow. And if I had to hear one more time, are we getting off the dock tomorrow? Are we getting off the dock tomorrow? It was insane making, listening to these people. Good thing we didn't make that our shot quote. Yeah, I would have been trash fish if we had. Did you also notice that her mom called her by her first and her middle name and her middle name was Rose? And I was like, we have a whole thing with roses as a middle name. Yeah. Just obnoxious charter guests. Yep. Erica Rose, Lila Rose. It is what it is. And I don't want to harp on this entire interior argument thing too much, except to say Natasha is probably one of the worst chief stews as far as leadership that we've ever seen. I mean, I know that I didn't get a lot of accolades for that and that's fine, Mm -hmm. but this is bad. When other departments are telling you how to handle yourself. Yeah, with Courtney, you mean? Yeah. I mean, it was just awful to watch. And I thought Natalia at the actual dinner out did a fairly decent job of trying to control her speech, at least. Like Mm -hmm. not raise her voice, not make a scene. Kyle did not even try. And I get that he gets defensive, but you're in a working environment and you still have to maintain some level of professionalism. And that could have been headed off at the pass much, much sooner and absolutely was not done. I think Natasha is just the kind of person that runs from any kind of conflict, whether it's with her or anybody else. Yeah. Because she just doesn't want to have to deal with it. And she doesn't Mm want to have to deal with the discomfort of dealing with it. And that says a lot about who she is as a person. Yeah, I agree. I was torn between feeling bad for Reed and wanting to tell him to butt his mini Dr. Phil self out of it because I can understand the being embarrassed part, not having experienced nights out like this. I would be the same way, but I also, if I didn't know the crew very well, I wouldn't jump in and try and play mediator there. What was your reaction to him? I mean, on some level, I understand it because you're still in a public setting and people are looking at you. Right. And that part I got. 
he was just jumping in and giving all these cliched conflict resolution solutions. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, <laughs> dude. And anybody who knows anything or has been married for any length of time, we would hope would know telling a woman to calm down is not going to make her calm down. Correct. But maybe Reed hasn't been married before, so he doesn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought the whole thing was silly courtney was right on even though she was a little sloshy because she had trouble getting the word resolved out but i think she was right on confronting tosh and saying look you have to talk as a group that's your job and tosh continually saying you're adults i'm not going to take sides well you are taking sides by not taking sides because if one crew member is attacking another one and you decide not to take sides, then by tacit approval, you're on Kyle's side. I was glad it wrapped up as quickly as it did the next day. Yeah. It seemed to go very fast. And then we're instantly in the Dave and Tosh drama. Ugh, again with these people. I don't feel bad for him at this point, I have to say. No. There have been enough gigantic red flags that he walked himself into this. I saw somebody said on Reddit, he's the kind of person that puts his hand on the stove and then gets mad when it still burns him. Right. He had the clear cut boundaries and he let her gaslight him a second time into thinking there was going to be something. Do I like how she handled it? No. Do I think she was manipulative and she's playing with his emotions? Absolutely. But at the same time, you have to have dominion over your own actions and thoughts. And he let himself be led down the rosy path again. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree with that. At some point, it becomes shame on him. Right, right, right. And at this point, I'm just tired of listening to everybody bitch and moan and complain. Mm -hmm. It's just obnoxious. And if that's the only storyline, can we just end the season now? Right. <laughs> You know I mean? Not yet. <laughs> Apparently we have at least three or four more episodes. <laughs> oh. When Kyle said that there were two more charters, I was like, okay, what does that translate to in episodes? <laughs> Trying to figure out how much longer do we have to do this? Uh. So I do have a question for you on something though. Mm -hmm. So they're stuck at the dock. They take the tender trip out to the protected bay area. Swells are too high. They can't do anything. And it was Storm who set up the excursion. Now, is that normal? Because we've always seen the Chief Stew do that kind of thing. Yes and no. I mean, it's whoever has the initiative, I guess. And maybe it's because he was on the task force that had to go out and do recon and realize like, well, that's not going to work. Let me just come up with a solution. I mean, I don't fault him for it. I thought it was yeah. great that he did it. I was just wondering why Tosh is making cocktails and not finding ways to occupy them. Because anytime we saw Chief Stews on the other seasons and they were stuck at the dock, they were coming up with tons of ideas to try and keep them occupied. Maybe it's because he doesn't think that she's good at taking initiative mm, or be. doesn't feel like working with her as a team on that would be productive. Right. We haven't seen a lot of interior-exterior cooperation. I mean, we saw the exterior help out with this disastrous dinner, mm -hmm. but that was because they had nothing else to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have any other charter-related things to do. Not that mm -hmm. there was nothing to do on the boat, but just for that evening, we saw them helping out. But at this point, the deficit is on the deck crew because they're not going to be able to exercise their skill with putting out all the toys and all that fun stuff. Right. So... Maybe he's just trying to make sure they still get a tip by giving them things to do. 
Yeah. And good on him. I'm happy he did something. I just thought it was weird. It's just not what we've seen in the past. And I didn't know what was normal in a real life situation. Right. Makes sense. So getting to this dinner with your work with World Central Kitchen, you guys have been making the hell out of giant paella pans. What was your take on what went wrong here with the timing? Yeah, I just don't think his head was in the game. Yeah. I think he was just so unbelievably distracted on his own accord. Yeah. That he just wasn't in it. Yeah. We've seen him pull this dish off more than once. This isn't the first time we've seen paella. So I was really confused when it's 930 and he's just starting it. That's the vibe that they gave. The whole thing was really hard to judge because of when they threw the timestamps in. But they ended up getting up from the table at about 1130 and the meal started. Kyle went up to talk to them at 835. So we're like a span of three hours there, which seemed like a lot. Well, yes and no. Sometimes when you go to foreign countries, the meals are spaced out because it's a lot of food and they want you to be able to enjoy it as much as possible without stacking it. Like in the U.S., we're used to bing, 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 appetizer, entree, dessert and out right in a lot of european countries they slow that way down so that you have time to enjoy it more and nobody's in a rush to like get you out so some of the onus is on the guests for expecting american service in the mediterranean and asking for a spanish meal which usually takes three or four hours okay see i've only had one in my life I think it was, is there such a thing as a 10 course meal? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I've had one in my life. It was at the Banff Springs Hotel in Canada and it took for freaking ever. That was seriously a three and a half, four hour meal. It's a production. Yeah. So I didn't realize that this was like that because to me, and it's probably my American head, tapas is like hand foods and it doesn't seem like a coursed out meal. It's a grab what you want, almost dim sum-ish. Is that not right? Yeah, it can be done a couple of different ways. Sometimes they do a bunch of little plates as starters, and then they'll do like a bigger entree and then a dessert course. Okay. So it just Did depends. we even see a dessert course? No. It looks like most of them went to bed. Yeah, and it was their anniversary dinner. So I was kind of underwhelmed with the whole production. The decoration said happy anniversary, but there wasn't really any acknowledgement that we saw of the crew acknowledging it aside from a big banner. And balloons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, whatever. This group is a disaster. The crew is a disaster. The dinner is a disaster. I'm not shocked. Yeah, the whole thing was a stretch. And I'm curious to see if they do get off the dock. Got to deal with Kyle falling. And that I'm a total klutz. I don't fault him for that. I've fallen down the stairs so many times. I don't know that I've ever been completely sprawled across a floor before. Yeah, he kind of took that like a European soccer player. Yeah. (laughs) That was a little dramatic. Complete with the moaning and the whole... I mean, I'm not saying he's not hurt, but geez. Oh, I'm sure he's hurt. But usually when I get hurt, I'm not sprawled out like a CSI drawing. Right. Yeah, I saw some footage of him at BravoCon this weekend. He wasn't hobbling. Yeah. Speaking of that, I just watched Misery over the weekend. We've been binging all the horror we can find. <laughs> so when you said hobbling, Kathy Bates's face just popped in my head. Really oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see what happens. Nat immediately called Captain Sandy to come to the pantry. So 
we'll see if it's it's obviously going to be a hospital trip i would assume because you have to check with those kind of things but at least it's happening at night and not in the middle of service during the day right so we can get it out of the way first thing i would think here's hoping i want to get all of this out of the way first thing right everything all of it the whole rest of the season yeah i agree so tell me you were in new york this weekend tell me what went down I went up to New York for New York City Food and Wine Festival this weekend, and I drove up because I had to drive some of our equipment up for the event Mm -hmm. because everybody else was flying in. And I went to check into the hotel. So I drove from Maryland to Manhattan on Thursday. And when I got there, I pulled up to the hotel and I parked in the loading zone because my intention was to unload my vehicle. And I had brought my service dog with me, who's a seizure alert dog. Mm -hmm. And when we went to check in, they told me that I was not allowed to stay there because they don't accept pets. And I said, well, that's fine. He's not a pet. He's a service animal. And they said, we don't care. I got on the phone with the Americans with Disabilities hotline so that the woman on the other end of the hotline could explain to them that it's illegal. It's actually unconstitutional as well for them to turn me away from accommodation. On top of which, I just drove half of the eastern seaboard to get there Mm -hmm. for them to tell me like, sorry, you don't have a place to stay. So I chatted with the manager for a few minutes. She was not very helpful. She gets on the phone, talks to the owner of the hotel, and then he wants to get on the phone with me and proceeds to call me a liar, even though he's never seen me or met me or seen my dog, mm-hmm. anything, and tells me that they've already canceled my reservation. His name is Joe Torres, and he is the human embodiment of feces. And so going forward, I would very much like for us to, and so we don't get in trouble with Spotify or Apple Podcasts using expletives, I would like for us to use Joe Torres instead of the word feces. (laughs) (laughs) So I think every week we should decide who the human embodiment of feces is on the show. Mm. And we'll just give them the Joe Torres award. All right. So who would your nomination be for this week? Oh, I should say Box House Hotel is Mm -hmm. the name of this place. Hashtag Box House Hotel. Okay. Just in case anybody wants to avoid it, because apparently this is not the first time that they have turned people away for having service animals or other things. Apparently he got arrested for assaulting a customer. Really? Oh, yes. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Real winner, this guy. Yeah. So, yes, I would say this week it's an even split between Natasha Mm -hmm. for her absolutely crappy, pun intended, leadership (laughs) and Kyle. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Tosh on this. I'm going to cut Kyle some slack. He's at the bottom of the pantry stairs. So. <laughs> That's fair. I was talking about the entire rest of the episode, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. He did apologize at a point. So we'll cut him some slack. He's already maimed. So we'll do the emotional maiming on Tosh and we'll give her the Joe Torres award for the week. Excellent. And if you guys have any ideas in the future of who deserves the Joe Torres award, please don't hesitate to text us and please use hashtag box house hotel. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if the show can't be fun, dang it, we'll find a way to make it fun. <laughs> Absolutely. 
We've actually discussed installing some doggy waste stations in and around the vicinity of the Box House Hotel and putting a picture of Joe Torres on it. Clean up your Joe Torres. But we're not petty. <laughs> not even a little. That's awesome. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week for Below Deck Med Season 7, Episode 17. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.